You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. <laughs> wow. Bravo, Tony Lee. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Judd looks perplexed. Oh, I was good. No, I was good. It sounded such a, great music. That sounded completely <laughs> official, like a real game show. So we had on Royce and Mackey, which ran from 2010 through 2014 on uh, the old, well, I guess it was the old AM 1500 for a while, and then uh, 1500 ESPN. And every day... At the top of the second hour, we did CRAM session, and it, and it used to be an acronym, C-R-R-A-M session. It was an acronym, including our old producer, Corey Roofs, Corey Rates, Roycey, and Mackey. And we would throw three questions out, and it was uh, Pat and I would both answer the questions to the best of our abilities, and then Corey would award a point to whoever he thought gave the best answer, and literally it was just like... His unilateral decision. That got heated at times. Didn't matter if you were right or wrong. It was just his perception of your answer being the most creative or the best or the most correct in some form. And uh, we even had a couple of listeners. Or, I don't know if Marcus still listens, but Marcus Engstrom kept a two-year database. That's amazing. Not only of the points and who had the most wins, kind of like around the horn on ESPN, but he had it all broken down into categories like, Baseball questions. Phil's record is this. Football questions. Royce's record is this. And then all the guest pickers that we would have on, like when you would fill in at times. I think you filled in before you became a full time host once in a while. Yep, and like you had a record. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring it back in uh, a slightly different form because there's three of us in here now, and we're gonna get rid of the acronym and just keep the name Cram Session. And we're going to sprinkle this in. It's not going to be daily, but it's for sure going to be on Mondays. But we wanted to give it a try today. And, uh, it's a beta test. For sure. It's a beta test here on a Thursday. And you guys can let us know if you hate it. Tweet at us. If you love it, tweet at us. It's Jonathan's fault either way. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> <Always> kidding. Is. <laughs> but uh, the segment is Cram Session. You have three questions for us. Yep. And you get to unilaterally decide who has the best answer yep. for each one. And then you award a point at the end. All and right. then if there's a tie at the end of the cram session, which is very likely because there's only there's three of us and there's only three questions, so there could be one-to-one-to-one ties, right? Or however that works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a trivia question at the end to break the tie. All right. So, and we're leaving it all up to Jonathan. A hundred thousand percent Mr. Bar- Mr. Bartman soundbite. We're leaving that, it up to this guy. Yeah, no pressure on that him. That is correct. So I'll never win. Yes. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. Got an evil grin on my face if you're not looking at me, Rami. Yeah, fire Bartman right I'll now. I'll try not so, to look at you. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, so it's June. And the Twins are first in the Central. No one's injured. No one's suspensions. Every, everybody's performing as they should be. Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell. Craig, Craig, 
Easy for you to say. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell are still on the market, and you have the opportunity to sign them for three years, $45 million. Do you do it, and why? Ooh. Who do you want to start? I think we let the new guy start. Okay. Yeah, go Rami, Mackie, Judd. Okay. You said it's June, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do that because if if everything is going well, that means that you're in contention for the division and looking as Phil made this point a couple of days ago, I don't know if if I'm helping his case by using his point, but the American League is kind of opening up right now. It's not just the division, but Yankees, Red Sox, some of these teams that we thought would be uncatchable for the likes of the Minnesota Twins or whoever comes out of the AL Central or whoever the wild cards are. Those teams, and I know we're still early in the season, this could change in a hurry, but those teams look like they could be had, and any time you have a chance to make a deep playoff run, and who knows what that might result in, if if you can add a piece or two to put yourself over the top, go ahead and do it, and the trade deadline is already creeping up at that time, so you save yourself the cost of whatever player's it, it it might cost you at the trade deadline to get those guys and instead get them here simply by signing them to a contract. Makes all the sense in the world to me. So my answer on this has changed over the past month and a half or two months. I've always been a no on Keichel for a lot of money. I mean, I would be interested in Keichel for one or two years. I don't know, locking into three years for Dallas Keichel. He's 32, I want to say, and he's... He's not like he's he's kind of a pitch to contact type successful starter in a league that isn't trending that direction. So his age is in the wrong direction. He's got a great beard, though. He does. Don't underestimate the facial hair. He's constantly hurt and he hasn't faced any live hitting. So he makes me a little bit nervous. I was in, in, in on Craig Kimbrell for three years, $60 million. But since you said June and it's three years, 45, so sort of comparable money in that regard. I'm going to say no and give you two examples of, of why. Because if you if you sign him and he needs like a month or two to ramp up and he has to ramp up, maybe he goes on a minor league stint for three or four weeks. You don't really get him until July. There's a couple examples of guys, and I and there's there's more than just these two, of guys who did the whole wait to sign late thing in 2018, or I think it was both in 2018, and because they didn't face hitters all throughout the spring, they were a disaster in the regular season. They got their money, but they were a disaster. One of them was a disaster in a Twins uniform, Lance Lynn. So Lance Lynn gave you no reason to suspect that he was a terrible pitcher. His entire track record was wonderful in the National League. Even the year uh, back from Tommy John surgery with the Cardinals in 2017, he made 33 starts, 3.4 ERA. Uh, there was no, there were no serious red flags about Lance Lynn in 2017. He signs late, doesn't get spring training, and everyone tees off on him. And the Twins basically have to pawn him off on the Yankees later in the year. It was just a complete disaster. Okay, the other name I would bring to your attention is Greg Holland, who was one of the best relievers in baseball for a number of years. Another guy who had to come off Tommy John surgery was an All Star in 2017 and led the major leagues in saves with 41 sat out the majority of spring training the following year and was terrible with multiple teams in 2018 um, to start the year, at least his first three months. He wound up being pretty lights out for uh, for the Nationals, but he signed with the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken, and was like unplayably bad for two or three months. Well, you don't have time. If you sign Craig Kimbrell, you need him to be great now. And I'm saying it's not worth him getting shelled for two months. I would wait till the winter to sign Craig Kimball if no one else has swooped him up on a multi-year deal. Judd? All right. 
Your points, I, I like your points. That's very dramatic. I like your points. That was incredibly dramatic. But I see this, I see this crystal clear. We've seen it, this bullpen, right? And this bullpen's got some good components to it. It's not a complete disaster, but I think it definitely, as we've seen the past couple days, when they have had to try to get help and they haven't, they need help. Kimbrell, under this contract, he's 30, played nine years, been successful. I absolutely sign him. And the antidote to the problem that Phil just brought up, because I thought of the exact same thing, the Lance Lynn problem. And by, by the way, I saw Lance pitch for Texas a couple nights ago. He must weigh 300 bills. He's absolutely huge. But anyway. Good for him. He's he, fat, rich, and happy. Oh, is he fat? He makes me feel great about myself right now. But the antidote to the problem that you just talked about to me is very simple. Kimbrell, you introduce him, so so he signs in June, and okay, he goes to AAA to work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You bring him back, he pitches out of your bullpen, but what's the key thing here? You eventually want him to pitch in crucial situations for you, but he's not a closer now. The deal is, Craig, I'm bringing you into my bullpen to get key outs. I then can bring you up after two weeks at Rochester, I can put you in the bullpen, and you can come in to situations that aren't as crucial. You're never going to be, you're going to close some games, but you don't have to be a closer across the board because eventually if if I'm going to be in the playoff race and we get to August, you're going to come in sometimes in the seventh. So I can actually have a schedule for him that doesn't put him in crucial situations immediately and therefore I can work him in slowly but surely to ramp him up to get him there. So that's how I I go and try and defeat what happened or try and go in an opposite direction of what happened in the case of Lance Lynn with the Twins or, as you talked about, uh, Holland with the Cardinals. And when it comes to Keuchel, three years, 45 mil, 31-year-old starter, seven seasons, absolutely not. I go to him and I say, I will give you a one-year make good. You pitch for me from June through the end of, of this year. And you know what? If you're good, go for it. Try and find a deal. But as far as Keiko goes, I'm out on on a multi-year contract. But I do think that there is a way to put Kimbrel in your bullpen. Don't put an intense amount of pressure on him at first, or at least for the first month plus, and then slowly but surely unveil him in situations in which he can get crucial outs for me. All right. So I like the idea of signing him. I want I want at least Kimbrel. I'm not so sure on Keiko. So Phil, you're already out. Sorry, I'm in on signing them. Oh, that's, that I'm giving this to Rami because I want them both. There we I'm go. greedy. I want them both. I like the idea of not having to trade away any pieces. I'm just purely adding parts to my team. Finally. So Rami gets a point here. Finally, there logic is. wins here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you. Well, you're not thinking like the cheap poll ads like I am, so good for you. <laughs> All right, question number two. Question number two. The Wolves are looking for a new president. I'm Glenn Taylor. You guys are the new prospective presidents. Convince me on why you guys are the best candidates and why we're going to get better next year and how we're going to win a championship in Cat's contract. How am I going to convince you of that? I'll start. I'm going to sit down with my coffee and I'm going to say, Glenn, I got some advice. If you want me to take this job, sell this team right now. And then you're going to say, no, I'm not going to. So here's my plan. Complete and utter culture change. All right, and so so the reality endearing yourself to Glenn Taylor right now. The real the reality for <laughs> yeah, you is this. Him. I don't know if Jonathan likes it, but Glenn th- just tired of it. 2019 20 might not be great, but I need to start with my own coach, and 
After today's news out of Sacramento, Dave Yeager's my guy. He's my coach. I want him to coach my team. I'm going to run this team, so I'll probably get a GM type, but I'm but it's my show. So I go with my coach. The other thing I'm going to tell him, and he's not going to like it, is Glenn, Andrew Wiggins has to be traded, and I am going to attach a first-round pick here. It's an albatross contract. It's got four years left. I can't do that. We are... This guy is a detriment to everything that organizationally I, I want to do. I'm also moving Gorgie. I'm going to move Teague. All of Tibbs's guys are gone. Dang, Taj, Rose, they're all gone. This is Cat's team. I'm going to build around Cat. I'm going to build around Covington. Guys like Akogi. But the most important, and oh, oh, and Glenn, one more thing too. I'm not going to be a complete ass like Tibbs was, a complete jerk. But you know what? On the night of your spaghetti dinner, I'm not going to be there because I'm going to be working because we are going to work. This family culture that you try and foster in this building, we've got to change that. It's gotten too comfortable. There's far too many people who show up for work every day and know that they're going to have a job no matter how feeble they might be, including Andrew. Mm. And therefore... We're going to make some changes. I'm going to be a far more uh, effective executive. I'm not going to intimidate people, but we're going to work hard. But I got to have my own coach, and I got to trade Andrew Wiggins. Mm. So again, just, just to frame this back up here, this is you're Glenn Taylor, and I'm trying to convince yes. you to hire me, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Based on what Glenn Taylor mm-hmm. would think. All right, Glenn, this is very simple. Everything that this candidate over here said is great. Okay, he's coming out of the box hot, but this is you <laughs> and me right now, buddy. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to, if if I'm wandering around courtside around the game, I will watch my language. I will not swear and I will not upset your wife courtside like Tom Thibodeau used to. Okay. So clean mouth for me and I'll even give you a bar of soap and you can stick it in my mouth if I swear. Okay. I'm a family friendly president of basketball operations. Okay. I glad hand everyone. I love spaghetti. Therefore, <laughs> if you want to throw multiple spaghetti parties, I will not only be there, Suck I will up. help serve the spaghetti. Okay. Uh, number three, Ryan Saunders. He's our coach, right? Got to keep a Saunders around, okay? And number four, I'm here to help you patch the relationship with Kevin Garnett. You lean on me, Glenn, and we'll get KG back in on a regular basis, okay? All it's, right. Now, Phil, now Phil just walked out of the office, and I walked into Glenn Taylor's office. Yep. Right? Okay. Glenn, I was listening through the door, and uh, both <laughs> these guys think you throw a spaghetti dinner every year. I know you well enough to know it's a lasagna dinner, and I will attend it because if if eating lasagna, it is lasagna, right? Is what makes you happy. <laughs> I love all pasta. pastas. Listen, pasta. Glenn, and I love all pastas. Damn it, I'm your man. Alfredo? Okay. <laughs> if, if eating lasagna is what makes you happy, Glenn, damn it, I'm your man. <laughs> you should get the job. Beyond that, beyond that, I'll do everything in my power to get the albatross of Andrew Wiggins' contract <laughs> off your payroll, sir, because you you should not have to pay that man that man that much money. It is absolutely ridiculous and an injustice. And he lied to your face. When he told you, I want it, and took that contract, and we need to correct that mistake, sir. And on top of that, what I would do is I would take a page out of the two teams who turned it around most quickly from last year to this year in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to find you a coach who believes in modern NBA philosophies, that every shot comes from inside the paint or beyond the three-point arc, and I'm going to go out and sign some low-key free agents who will fit that system, who will fit around Carl Anthony Towns perfectly, and I will have you where the Bucks and the Nuggets are right now, a year from now, Mr. Taylor, and I'm going to eat all that lasagna. <laughs> so much lasagna. Good all right. 
I like all of this. Well, most of it. Sorry, Judd. You're out. Saunders has got to be my guy because I'm Glenn Taylor. I'm not Jonathan Harrison. I'm Glenn Taylor here. Okay. So this makes no sense whatsoever in the real in Glenn Taylor's world. <laughs> Phil, you win because you said you'll watch your language. Ryan Come Saunders on. is your guy, and you'll patch up the AG relationship. Yes. All right. Hey, let's Logic do this. Doesn't win here. And Rami just got fat. Let's do. Why don't you grab Josh here, yep. Jonathan? We'll let's do expanded cram session on the other side of this. Okay. We'll, we'll see if Judd can tie it up, or if Rami can go home a winner. His I came with ever it today. Time. I'm getting screwed by Jonathan <laughs> still, here. There's still time. There's still time. Uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North, and we will wrap with Ricey later in this hour. We also have a mock we have to get to. Hey, everyone. It's Matthew Collar. All of our Vikings coverage used to be on 1500 ESPN.com. Well, now you can find it at the all-new scorenorth.com. That is S-K-O-R north.com. That's where you'll find everything from Judd Zolgad's blazing hot takes to Sage Rosenfels' analysis on the Purple Podcast, my coverage on a daily basis of the Vikings, free agency, draft scenarios, interviews with football insiders, everything you want, Purple Daily, the Purple Podcast, Vikings Vent Line, it is all at scorenorth.com. All right, let's a uh, little, little spillover cram session here. That's right, uh, we are bringing back an oldie but a goodie from the old Roycey and Mackey show, cram session. We're going to question number three here, Jonathan Harrison. Rami with a point, I've got a point, Judd's still searching for his first cram session point. Fire away. I have a feeling this one might be right up Judd's alley, based off his... Ability to creep you out in the first segment, Phil. This one's not as serious as before. What mascot would you like least like popping out of your closet at 2 a.m.? Do I start with this now? You can start with this. Yeah, okay. it'd be your turn to start. I don't know the name of the mascot, but it has to be that weird, tall, creepy, bug-eyed baby. Is that the Pelicans? Yes. This is a New Orleans mascot, right? Yes. yes. Is that from like it's, the, it's from the, the Mardi Gras? Yes. It's, a, it's called the King Cake Baby. Yeah. The King Cake Baby. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of... I thought they changed it in the last couple of years, Why too, because it was freaking thing? people out. Yeah, it says yeah, Pelicans Creepy. Here's the first story that pops up. <laughs> because Pelicans I want to kill you. Creepy Mascot King Cake Baby entertains fans during delay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that's how... entertaining. No, I mean, it's like missing a tooth. It's got wide eyes, and it looks like one of those weird... You guys ever seen that movie Annabelle? The the doll that, that haunts generations of families? You don't even need to, to go down that road. That thing is so creepy, and I'm helping your case now, <laughs> that it's actually the mask that a murderer wears in a horror movie yeah. by the name of Happy Death Day. That's yeah. how creepy okay. that thing is. So that's that's my yeah that's my right. choice. Can I ask a question quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was that mask that you tweeted yourself in last night? That was, a, that was a, like a winter ski mask. Did, did you guys see that? Yeah, it just had the eye holes, and it was a. It looked. Yeah, it definitely looked. It didn't look like suspicious. a winter ski mask so <laughs> what, much what as is it, what like is you it, were going out to kill people. What is it with you guys and protecting yourselves from the conditions up here? Like, first you don't want a roof. Secondly, I shouldn't wear a ski mask. I literally. Well, it was how I, you were doing it. I walked out of my apartment building last night, and by the time I walked out of my apartment building, Judd and others had questioned why I'm wearing that or what that is. And as soon as I stepped out of my building, there was a lady walking with her two kids. And the kids were literally crying because the wind was whipping around and smacking them in the face. And everybody I walked past wasn't wearing this winter ski mask yeah, yeah. and was trying to protect their face with their hands. Like it's there's there's gear. Tough there's are you yeah. sure they weren't okay. crying because of you? Go ahead and I'm be go back to crying. Los Angeles. Go ahead and yeah. be tough. I'll be warm. Go back to no. go back to L- go back to Hawaii. Okay. Go back to some <laughs> other warm place. Your mask cold frightened a, me. Cold is a state of mind, Rami. Yeah, it is. It's all a mindset. I mean, it is in some sense. Yeah, but. 
you also should, you oh, know, trying to find the picture. Equip yourself. <laughs> Prepare yourself for the conditions. <laughs> that's all. The creepy baby mascot is my answer. Final okay. answer, by all the right. way. All right. Mm-hmm. Rami? That was going to be my answer. Can we both have the same answer? And I even used the argument that I used to help fill out. Do I have to come up? Why do you give him part of your argument? Do I have to come up with a different one now? I mean, if you want, if in cram session, you can pick the same answer, but give a better reason for why. I'll I'll stay with the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, who along with King Cake Baby, because King Cake Baby only comes out during Mardi Gras time. And I don't know if you guys have seen their other mascot, who underwent a a a revamp and a facelift. But if you saw the first New Orleans Pelicans mascot, it it was a pelican. And here, you guys can see it. Everybody watching on Twitch can see it right there. It was a pelican, but it has like an ang- like an angry face like the face is almost melting it looks like and it has like and it has these these weird wings so it's, and it's, it's very clearly a human with just a pelican hat on or something right no it's a human with a melting pelican yeah, face right. as a mask and green feathers and a red and blue yeah. mohawk and it is absolutely terrifying to the point that they came up with a more friendly pelican mascot but that thing was haunting people's nightmares before they went ahead and did that and if you saw that with king cake baby good luck sleeping so they're two for two the pelicans yeah the pelicans yeah. are yeah yeah well i'd i'd say the scariest sports mascot i've seen is probably the score north mascot <laughs> uh, who, leave, who leaves his house ostensibly to walk his dog but people then don't get home uh, but if I've got to choose a sports one, I'm going with one that has actually uh, been aggressive towards fans throughout this year. It's the Flyers' new mascot, Gritty. Gritty, the his mascot's name is Gritty. Gritty, and his eyes and have you not seen this one? Google him. His eyes like go around. It, it it's like um, Cookie Monster or something, but it's like really freaky. And gritty, gritty, oh my God, like actually that's terrifying. attacks people. That is terrifying. And yeah. like there, I, I saw, I saw footage of, of between periods of the Flyers game last week, and there was a kid on the ice who attacked Gritty before Gritty could get to him. Like this is actually an active mascot and trying to make people have uh, nightmares. He's like bizarre. He's, he's like fairly scary. He's like a bizarro fighting of. Uh, Muppet or something. Yes. It says, according to Wikipedia, Gritty is the official mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's a seven-foot furry orange creature with googly eyes who wears Flyers gear. So imagine if you woke up, <laughs> like you the, you opened your eyes, it's 2 a.m., and the first thing you see is Gritty <laughs> and his eyes and that orange face. You die. So I'm going Rami first, Gritty second, but my answer is Gritty. <laughs> Well, because Judd's the only one who used the reference point of waking up at 2 a.m. and seeing that mascot in front of me, and because it's gritty and I love gritty, gritty wins here. We've got a three-way tie. All right. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, now tie we got the tiebreaker. Tie so, right. Judd, you get a point. I didn't completely screw you. Okay. Well, that's that's good. All right. I mean, so, our tiebreaker. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater threw a couple touchdown passes in his time as a Minnesota Vikings quarterback. I want you to tell me how many players he threw a touchdown pass to as a Minnesota Viking. Ooh. I've got the entire oh, list in front of me and how many times I threw it to them, but I want the complete number closest to the pin. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Does it matter who goes first? Nope. Cuz we're doing closest to the pin. Sure. I'm going to say 6. Okay. I'll go 
Is this uh, Price is Right rules where closest without going over or just closest? Just closest. Okay. Just closest. All right. Um, I'm going to say eight. Okay. I was going to say eight. Um, I mean, there's a lot of fans will point out. It's not like he threw a lot of touchdown passes, right? You said. Did he even throw eight? I'm just kidding. I know eight. You said uh, six, Phil? Correct. All right. I'm going to go with um, nine. All right. Judd, you're the winner. Wow. It's 12 people he threw a touchdown pass wow, to. Wow, okay. All right. All right. Come out of nowhere. Judd. That's a late That's a He's off the comeback. Awesome. Awesome. Well yeah. done, sir. So Thank that's you. The, the first ever edition of Cram Session. I came back from Mackie two goals Jones down. 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 Toughest lead in Cram <laughs> Session. <laughs> a two-goal lead. It is tough. Nobody can hold a two-goal lead. I'm not lead. sure about these overtime rules, though. It feels too much like a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we, we alluded to this yesterday. We should get to it now. ESPN.com, the godfather of mockage, Mel Kuyper Jr., put his hair helmet on, and he has a grade A three-round 2019 NFL mock draft playing GM for all 32 teams, and this grade A mock draft is him making picks for the first 102 slots, not projecting picks based on what he's hearing around the league, no, this is Mel making three full rounds of picks based on what's best for each team at that slot so that each team gets an A grade. And it's not easy to get an A, is what he says. He'll be discussing some of his picks with Todd McShay. So basically, like, if teams don't draft according to this, they're idiots, you is what do he's the saying thing, with this. Man. Todd, Todd, Todd! If you say Todd McShay, you got to do the Todd thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the ground rules are at each slot he makes a pick in the best interest of only the team with the pick. Number two, no trades allowed. Sorry, Todd McShay. Sorry, Todd, Todd, Todd. And uh, ground rule number three is he's not projecting picks. This is more of a look at where he sees value up and down the board based on his rankings, okay? Let's get right to the Vikings. He's got Kyler Murray going number one. Let's just get right to the Vikings. All right. With their first three rounds worth of picks. With round number one, they select offensive lineman Alabama, Jonah Williams. Round number two with the 50th overall pick, they select defensive tackle from Ohio State, Draymond Jones. And round number three, they take running back from Penn State, Miles Sanders. I want to mock. So they went I offensive lineman, cornerback, running back. Correct. With the first three picks. Uh, offensive lineman, defensive tackle. Oh, I'm sorry. And then running back. And Mel says, I just love the fit for both the Vikings. At- I can't even do the Mel voice, but it's just mostly... Talking really Over fast and tripping. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's offensive line was poor last season. Had been a tough, uh, tougher jam Rick Spielman to make significant upgrades with very little cap space. Uh, Williams could start at either guard or tackle for the Vikings. It's a no-brainer. In round two, I'll give Coach Mike Zimmer another project in Jones, etc., etc. Dalvin Cook can't stay on the field. That's why there's a running back, blah, blah, blah. So if they went offensive line, defensive tackle, running back, would you give them an A like Mel Kuyper? Would I would not, probably. The, the running back is probably going to, if, if they did that, would, uh, I'm not saying to be the worst pick in the world, but it would probably lose me to a certain degree. They do need a backup running back, but I mean, you can probably find one of those Amen, on the street or in yeah. free agency or an undrafted free agent, or they might already be in the building with the two guys you had on the practice squad last year. Um, I do. At this point, I'd be surprised if it was anybody but Jonah Williams out of Alabama in the first round because. I've seriously read at least eight to ten mocks now in the last couple of weeks. 
It seems like the closer and closer we get to it, the more and more people are sure that it's going to be Jonah Williams in the first round. And again, who knows what these mocks really mean or how how clued in these guys really are in terms of what these teams want to do and who they're targeting. But just, I mean, it's I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it too much for it not to have some sort of legs and validity. And so, does he play left tackle then for sure? And Reef goes inside to left guard. Is that the correct assumption? Oh, Mel doesn't go go that deep. I gotta think that's the case. Mel says Wouldn't he could start guys? at either guard or tackle for the Vikings. So he could be the left guard. Could could, could maybe he'll be the center? I, I need know. answers. Mel, Mel damn it! Says he could play. No. Elfine will be the center. I'm I need sure. answers. <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> Um, he gave the he did two third round picks for the Steelers because they had two third round picks. Uh, but this is this is pretty this is aggressive mocking. I love the aggression from Mel Kiper. It gets more and more aggressive as we go. Yesterday, I told you I, I didn't. It was I didn't even understand the 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 premise of Arif Azad's re mocking the mock. I still don't. We did it. We talked about it yesterday on the air and, and played along with him and. The whole time I was sitting there going, I don't, I don't get this. Super confused. I don't, I don't but, understand. But, but I'm in. I don't understand. That was extremely. That was really deep. <laughs> really deep. Remocking really the mock. Extreme. You don't remock the mock. How do you remock mock? Well, because he took the mock that they, as you explained to me, the national guy did, and he remocked it with his thoughts on what the Vikings would do. But it did get confusing. By the way, we have a brand new seven round mock draft from DraftBlaster.com. Dra- oh, I love DraftBlaster.com. Draft the Thinking Man's Guide to the Draft. Mm. And you didn't play the song. That's basically a draft. You didn't play the mock. Mock. <laughs> Don't let your wife or girlfriend catch you looking at draftblaster.com. I'm telling you, we are we're going to be asking for people's submissions for a full seven round mock for just the Vikings. When's that going to start? I think it starts maybe next week. Collar and Ross are have been working on this for like two weeks oh, to try and get permission have. from the draft sim sites and stuff. And we want to award a prize to someone who picks correctly. Multiple, like if you can even nail two of the picks, because so people are going to get the first to come round. for that. I didn't realize that. Well, to like loop in to say, hey, we're going to give away a prize and use On the, the, like draft, the draft sim, sim site. Okay, yeah. all right. So uh, I'm going through the draftblaster.com mock here, and they have with the 18th overall pick, the Vikings also selecting. No, I'm sorry. No, this is uh, Cody Ford, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma. That's another one I've seen a couple of places, but not nearly as much as I've seen Jonah Williams. Okay, I'll give you guys. Anything that's in my wallet, if you can guess the seventh round pick from DraftBlaster.com to the Minnesota Vikings, or at least the fir- how about the the first seventh round pick. Um, Mel- how about the, how about the team? Can you guess the team? Like the team college, that, the college that they're the, from? Co- the college that they're drafting. I'm going to go. With, my wallet thing gets rescinded for that. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Melvin Jones, cornerback from Clemson. If he got that. What? Shut up. I'm just kidding. No, okay. no I, just, right. I, I guessed the name of school and a position. Guess the school, just for fun. I'll say uh, I'll say West Tennessee State. I'm just going to throw a small school out there that I'm not even sure exists. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's okay. the running back from Nebraska. Is it Devine Ozigbo? That's what I was going to say next. Can and he money? actually has, mm. this is amazing, DraftBlaster.com guy has write-ups for the seventh-round picks. <laughs> okay. Jeez. It's, it's add- one sentence by the time you get here. So it's a very interesting running prospect, running yeah. back prospect that could surprise. You know what? I'm going to see if this guy exists. <laughs> I'm going to see if this guy. Devine Ozigbo. DraftBlaster could be completely fooling us all by that point. It's absolutely possible. He's probably just using like generic sentences, yes. right? This is a cornerback who jumps high. <laughs> Has fallen a bit, but still a great prospect. Vikings will be happy to put get him through to the practice squad. Hold yeah. on a yeah, second. There's no, I'm there's find no byline teams. on here. 
I'm going to find teams and find what, what's his name again? Devin Ozigbo. Okay. I'm just going to see. D- he, Divine. 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 O- Divine. I'm going to see if Divine? this guy exists. Yeah. I would, I would not be surprised. You think he's just making up names? He's just throwing out fake Have football players? Have you ever heard players? of DraftBlaster.com? I, I mean, no. Exactly. It's the <laughs> thinking man's guide exactly. to the draft. You know what? They're trying to sound smart. Makes him even more... Makes me even more skeptical. You can't of that. call your website Draft Blaster and then say we're the Thinking Man site. Like that is not a thi- that's not the Thinking Man's name for a website. What about this one? There's a DraftUtopia.com, which is the Utopia of sports. Utopia. Hold on, Devin. What was the last name? I don't even remember it. Ozibo. Oh, hold on. I'm just seeing if this I can is find a Devin. Great content right now. I just want to see if he exists. I can't find him. <laughs> he's got to exist. He's kicked off. The- no, come on. Sorry. <laughs> what school did he go to? Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. Now you Come on. Devin Ozigbo. How do you spell the first name? D-E-V-I-N? Yes. All right. With an E on the end. All right. Oh, with an E on the end. All right. He's not even searchable, apparently. No, I told you. He's, this is O-Z-I-G-B-O? Yeah, I found him. I just found the best. So he does exist. Okay, the so best he exists. of Divine okay. Ozigbo 2018 Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, man. We're going to wrap with Roycey when we come back. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami, and uh, we're mocking here. So Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to help us get home safe, especially on days like today with, with some reminders. And sometimes I get it. We, we put our earmuffs on and like literally on a day like today and figuratively and say, I don't need to know this stuff. I don't, I'm not, I'm not texting and driving. I'm, I'm listen, I don't, but one of the biggest problems that maybe goes overlooked, we talk about drunk driving all the time. But fatigued driving is a huge, huge factor in accidents. In fact, 90,000 crashes involved drowsy drivers across America just a couple of years ago at last survey. Drowsy driving accidents happen most frequently between midnight and 6 a.m. And many crashes in which fatigue is a factor involve a single driver with no passengers and happen on rural roads or highways. So let's make sure we're getting adequate sleep every day for one. But uh, if, if you're even on the borderline, you think you're too tired. Keep a sign out, uh, an eye out for signs of drowsiness, irregular driving patterns in yourself and in other people on the road. When you're well rested and alert, you're doing your part to help everybody make it home safe today. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And it's time to wrap with Royce. And we welcome in Mr. Patrick Royce. How are you this evening, Pat? Oh, I've shoveled twice today. That's what I am. Once at uh, I thought once about six thirty in the morning, and then uh, then uh, I just did it a while back, and it's all slush now. Yeah, I thought you said you couldn't be but, out there shoveling because you're going to end up face down a popsicle <laughs> in your driveway. Well, that that was a possibility. I, let's <laughs> let's face it. This I got a very small sidewalk, but it takes a while. I don't uh, I don't uh, rush into it. Uh, two shovels fall and go. <sighs> And then two more shovels full. That's a, I, I got a system there to keep to hopefully prevent heart attacks. <laughs> Why didn't you just allow it to melt like I'm going to do? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that there were things coming up that sidewalk, and people, I didn't want to give people an excuse to not show up with the stuff okay. they're supposed right. to show up with. So, yeah, that's it. Anyway, how silly is this? Isn't this idiotic? Uh, what we we're not done either, right? There's more coming tonight. More sleep. And yeah, kale it, it all feels it, it all feels unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, you know. it does. It, that's a, that's the way I feel about it. You know, it's uh, okay. We did uh, April first. It's done. Let's go here. 
come on, let's have a little spring. Those poor Robins and Cardinals, man, they're out in our yard just going nuts. They don't know what the hell happened. Dude. Yeah. I mean, so like, like the, the, the meteorologists who know way more about this than I do say that the average snowfall in April is two and a half inches for the entire month. Mm-hmm. And we've had mm-hmm. days, individual days in the last each of the last two years where it's maybe doubled that in maybe tripled that in some parts of the metro. Here's what's interesting. I was just uh, they got a uh, boxing at uh, the armory, Caleb Truex is uh, fighting uh, on uh, Saturday night on premier boxing champions on TV, that's also on. And last year, they they had their first fight in this new series of fights at the wonderfully remodeled armory at the same time when they had the historic snowfall. And uh, last year, they had it right now, and they, we had the big snowfall last year, and now uh, we're having it again. And in fact, this is their fourth card they've had this is their fourth card there. They've had three blizzards. <laughs> and they had another one in February this year. They, uh, they aren't getting real lucky with their uh, with the uh, walk-up crowd there. But anyway. Yeah. So um, last night we we got into a discussion both on the, the Glenn Perkins show earlier today and off the start of this show. Did, break down that fifth inning for us with the Twins. Are you like, At first I was much more annoyed uh, by the, the pitcher who can't throw the ball to the plate. First of all, you warm up Hildenberger. Yeah. Okay. Then you sit him down and stand up this, you know, slop ball and six foot five lefty who just got off the bus and was terrible in spring training, by the way, no matter what they try to tell you. And uh, that I didn't get right away. You let Hildenberger, you got him warmed up, let him get, you ended up having to use him before the inning was over anyway. Well, he might have had the same outcome that he did have. But uh, this guy was—he was a joke. In fact, if it wasn't for that idiot Mets base runner who runs thirty feet down the line, sees the play, and then just stands there and let him throw him out, they'd still be scoring runs in that inning. Uh, that was what one of the uh, three outs they got was on that idiotic base running. But this guy was just brutal, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I here's my other thing: you got. Martin Perez, right? And you want to get him work. And now Odorizzi starts going in the tank, right? Yep. Why don't you bring him in? You know, what? what is he's a starter. I guess physiology, his physiology does not allow him to come in in the middle of an inning. These, these guys, they outsmart themselves. I thought Rocco had his worst game last night. No doubt about it. Yeah. But I don't even blame pitching changes on the manager anymore, though. Do you remember we used to say, this guy doesn't know how to do it, use a bullpen? I don't think they make the decisions anymore, do you? Well, I think it's, you know, the, the pitching coach and three other Hefners in there, and this is like a big, you know, this isn't like the manager going by. This is like Philippe Lou who warmed up the same guy 210 times in a year or something. I mean, this is... This is, uh, this is not a manager running a bullpen, I don't think. I think it's a, it's a, a collective effort. Yeah, I don't think it's a manager running a bullpen in, in the classic sense that we got used to over the years, Pat. But I, I would imagine, especially with Rocco Baldelli, who's really well-versed in analytics and, and physiology and all the things that we're talking about, that he's in on the meetings before a game is even played when they're scripting out how they'll be using their pitchers and, and who will be used, etc. Wouldn't you think so? So he's, he's as well, much... Well, yeah, except Vasquez. But there's a reason they warmed up Hildenberger. 
obviously they were going to use him, and then all of a sudden they changed their mind. They must have saw some stat on the lefty facing Vasquez or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, you're going to get Hildenberger. You can't use him a lot because he pitched the night before, so you're going to get him to get out of that inning if you need somebody to get out of the inning. And all of a sudden here comes, you know, the wildest man in the history of baseball. So. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a train wreck. Sometimes they outsmart themselves, and they did last night. But TK said that this week to you, he said that's why you want what he said two or three guys, two guys at AAA who they're not going to be great, but you can count on because yeah. the last two nights well, well, can, they haven't had that. Yeah. No, and is is have we sent Vasquez out yet? And replaced him? I suppose they've already sent him out, but they just won't announce it till not, till yeah. the next play a game in about two days huh but uh yeah I, I i would have been surprised if i wouldn't have let him on the plane last night i would have said sorry uh you know you know get a, we'll put you in a hotel here in new york till we figure out what we're going to do with you but we don't want you around us after that i fly yeah, him so. back and throw him in a snowbank for a few hours <laughs> flying back out sleep yeah. on the pitchers on a target field over the plate uh, all right, let's. Uh, I tell you what, though, this my my whole observation from spring training was the bullpen isn't going to work, and I still feel that way. I don't think it's going to work. This this pen just I mean, it doesn't you know too many they're throwing too many darts. I think. Would you uh, if it was still three and forty five for Craig Kimbrell? Would you would you sign up for that right now? Uh, yeah, I would, but uh, they tell me he is. Uh, he is a hundred to do business with. He won't show up to get his ring with the Red Sox because he's so mad hmm. that nobody will pay him what he wants. I, I, I think he could, I think he could be uh, kind of replace uh, Logan and Lance Lynn as the uh, pain in the rear end of yeah. the clubhouse. That's for sure. Right. I, 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 I don't know, but they need an arm. Bad. They don't have any. Do they have anybody in that bullpen that throws hard? Well, define define hard because right? let me. Trevor May throws. Ninety six. Taylor Rogers throws ninety six. Uh, he throws eighty eight, a lot more than that. You know, as with you know, sinkage and other stuff like that. I don't. They don't have a guy that comes in and everybody's saying, "Ooh, man, I don't want to have to face him. He might hit me in the head." They just don't have any power <laughs> arms, and you know, they don't have any power arms in that bullpen. Yeah. You know, bring back Sam Duno. He threw harder than oh these guys. Sam to do now, man. You want wild? Yeah. Good God. Driving a Ferrari yeah. with a blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> no idea yeah, where it's going. That's true. But, but yeah, it's this bullpen's not going to get her done. By the way, we left here Cleveland feeling sorry for them. They still can't score any runs. You look at their lineup, they're all still 190, and what are they? They're 8-3 or something like that. They they just beat everybody because their pitching's good. Although now, uh, what Trevor Boy? Uh, no, Clevenger's uh, yeah. shut down. So yeah, that'll that'll hurt them a little bit. Uh, Pat, these two hooligans in here are gonna laugh at me for this, and that's fine. But in 1997, Tiger Woods started yeah. off with a 70. In 2001, he started off with a 70, and in 2002, he started off with a 70. His first three what? Masters wins today. He starts okay. off with a 70. That's what you don't recall about that first one is I was there following him around and he shot 40 on the front and we were all laughing at him. I said, oh, this kid's really going to lock this place up, isn't he? He shot 40 on the front, 30 on the back, and one by 12. One by 12. And I'll tell you what, the, uh, 
the uh, southern folks uh, who had uh, held the badges for a long time down there, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of them had scalped them and let people buy them, but uh, they had a little trouble with that uh, the first time around when this uh, this Camblinasian fella came in and, uh, and won the tournament. They were not quite sure, but there was a lot of polite applause for a guy who won it by 12 in the first year, I'll tell you. Tiger coming here, Pat? Paul's going to get him? Right. Might be announced to you, but I wouldn't bet. I'd, I'd, I'd want to greet him at the airport. Hollis is working on it, but Hollis has already gotten Phil. He doesn't need anybody else. If, if Phil shows up, he's fine, don't you right. Sure. Yeah. Phil's a draw. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's he, a draw. People go if regardless. He gets tiger, then, you know what? If he gets Tiger, too, it's almost overkill. Then next, then the next year they'll be. It's it's like the team that comes, yeah. like Colorado Avalanche, come to town and win the Stanley Cup, and then they don't. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. like Judge the, yeah, Judge Theory on the Las Vegas Golden. Yeah, Nets. you don't want to be too good, too Set quick. That bar too high. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Just get Phil. You're oh. one Tiger. You're two. Yeah, the Twins had that problem the first decade. Everything was fine, and then all of a sudden they were 500, and everybody dropped them like a bad habit. And they got a lot worse than 500. But uh, yeah, we we the Twins actually spoiled us too. They were in the World Series their fifth year, and one of them were contenders their second and third year. And uh, you don't want to spoil them. You want to make them get hungry for it. Yeah, like the Timberwolves fans. Wait, they're still hungry, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, they gave up. They quit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat, we got to run. We'll talk again tomorrow. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. I, I was going to be at Target Field, but I think I'll skip it. So. Okay. Right. It's probably a good idea. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. You could be there by yourself. Yep. <laughs> Sitting in the press. Where's everybody? Did he get the memo? <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> He's been shoveling. Why is he shoveling? Uh, I don't care if packages come to you my can't door. pay someone 20 bucks to come shovel. This is going to melt within days. And plus, yeah, what's the worst case? They turn around and don't c- come up my stoop to deliver some goods that Don tried to buy? That'd be glorious. Love not to have packages at you my still doorstep. still pay for them. But you know what, then? I don't know about them. <laughs> I don't care. If, I don't look at the bills. What I see are the results at the doorstep. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Thank you. You ever think about maybe sending those back with other items in the boxes just to see if you can, you know, no, what that guy No, did, that I don't on? have that much energy. <laughs> Or time. I'm too oh, lazy. Uh, so no beer show tonight after us. They're taking a one-week hiatus. So we're going to, if you missed Glenn Perkins on baseball earlier today, you can hear Glenn Perkins on baseball in just a few minutes here on Score North. Please subscribe, rate, and give us a five-star review. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can help us out. We'll see you tomorrow. Hashtag put a roof on it. Zolgad, um... I'll talk to you later. Bye.